Tutors of Life podcast, where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 271, 273. 273, this is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. And this is a Tudor episode where we try to teach you something new. Nice. Um, did you know you're supposed to breathe with your stomach, not your shoulders? <sighs> like that. Mm-hmm. Do you see my tummy? No, you're fine. I'll give it to you. Okay, cool. Um, I read a, I'm reading a book and they're talking about meditation in it. And they talk about how, like, westernized, a lot of westernized countries, they teach us to breathe with, like, our shoulders and our, like, upper body instead yeah. of breathing with our stomachs. Do you know, um, you ever listen to Chris Duffin, no. mad scientist Chris Duffin? Uh, every once in a while. He teaches you to breathe with your back. Yeah, because you 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 have like we had to learn how to breathe in band, obviously. So there's like different like sections you can fill up, and it's like your stomach first, and then your shoulders should be very last. Yeah, so you can fill up your lower back. Yeah. You, so like when you, because I never knew that, so I'd always just get like a big big belly, mm-hmm. and then I started listening to Chris, and he was talking about how like as you as you breathe in, focus your breath on like going out to your back, and you can feel your back start to fill out, mm-hmm. and it braces your whole core. That's one thing that really bothered me watching the powerlifters for the longest time is because they would all breathe and go. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, that's not doing you anything. Uh, no, like, no, no, you're no. not getting a good breath there, dog. <laughs> yeah, no, stupid. Yeah, it bothered me. Anyways, little little tip on breathing. Breathe with your stomach and your back. Um, yeah, because there's like four chambers. There's like four sections you can fill out. I think mm-hmm. it's your stomach, your chest, your back. And then your, like, shoulders are last. I also learned in jujitsu, you're supposed to, like, be nice and calm, breathing, whatever. But if you're in a bad spot and someone's trying to, like, choke you or has a lot of pressure on you, what you do is you do, like, short mm-hmm. little breaths to, like, keep getting air in mm-hmm. and then short little breaths out. Because if someone's got a lot of pressure on you and you're trying to breathe in and out nice and easy when someone's got a lot of pressure on you, it's just instantly going to blow all out, right? Yeah. So you, like, do little things and hold your breath. And then let it out when they relieve a little pressure. And so then you're doing that so that, like, you're keeping as much oxygen in your system as possible mm-hmm. through, like, little short changes. But that's only when you're in a panic state. Right. Other than that, you should always be, like, breathing nice, calm, easy, whatever. Mm. Anyways, Sean, what are we tutoring on? Not about breath. No. Ah, could be. If you, if you breathe correctly, it can help lower anxiety. Oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. Same with giving hugs. If you hold the hug for over five seconds, mm-hmm. it starts to like release like shit, and you like that's cool. Depression and shit goes down. Oh, I like, could see yeah. that. Um, feels weird though holding the hug that long. I've the, only done it a few times in the past. Well, you and I have done it, but with other people, are you saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the yeah, past we two the weeks, hug. I've shaken multiple people's hands, and they like don't let go. Like, I'm meeting someone, and they, like, just keep holding on and just, like, keep talking to me about, like, who I am or whatever. And I'm like, this is weird. Get your hand off me, boy. Yeah, I'm so used to short handshakes, and then I've had a couple people. Like, not even, like, it's not just one person. It's been, like, probably a handful of people that have been, like, just keep holding on and shaking as we're, like, talking about who I am and about, usually about Sean, actually. I've noticed the last month. It's been interesting. Or the last yeah, couple weeks, actually. People shaking hands less like a hand like this mm-hmm. and more like a pistol shot up. 
You know what I'm saying? Is it supposed to be like a pistol shot off? Not that I think people do it to try to get a power move on you. Mm-hmm. You know? I make sure to like have like a really tight hand, hand yeah. grip. Yeah. Because so many women like give such like wussy ass. Oh, do so many men give wussy ass? Yeah, I'll show you what it's like. Oh, that's weird. It no, that's like, weird. Yeah, like bam, like yeah no. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't like that. You do it again. <laughs> I win. <laughs> so that weirded me out too much. I couldn't hold on. You can't hold on. Well, you're holding on to like, you know, I, yeah. Well, because it's actually like your wrists are so much bigger than mine. I can't yeah. fucking do shit. Okay, anyways. I love it, dude. I think that shit's awesome. People okay. trying to pull power moves on people. Ooh, okay, Sean, what are we tutoring on? <clears throat> um, we're tutoring on like some of the things to think about when you're first getting into entrepreneurship. Yeah, I think like tips for beginner entrepreneurs. Yep. Um. And we just wanted to talk about this or tutor on this a little bit because like with recon going on, we've been talking to a lot of people that are just starting their businesses, just on their real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just parts that they're just not grasping. Um, I've heard a lot of the same things uh, from multiple people. And we just think it's important for like beginner entrepreneurs to hear these things, honestly. Yeah. So number one, the biggest thing you need to think of when you're first starting out is you're going to have to problem solve. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know how to do something, there's this wonderful world of Google yeah, and the equally wonderful world of YouTube. Yep. So spend time, like, let's just say you're like, I want to buy a house, okay? Well, how do I do an, like, how do I buy the house? Google how to buy a house and it's going to tell you in the step, you got to identify the house Got to do an offer to purchase. Mm-hmm. Got to go to title. Got to do closing, right? Mm-hmm. Or find funding, whatever. So same shit. It's going to be like, okay, well, what do I got to do then? Um, how do I find houses? That's mm-hmm. where you start Googling. Mm-hmm. How do I find real estate to buy? And probably fucking Zillow is going to pop up in this stuff. But you can probably find some investors mm-hmm. talking about how to buy real estate. Mm-hmm. And they'll go through different ways of like different platforms to use to look up houses and all this shit. Different marketing things. Different you can marketing. Do. Yeah. All that. Um, next one is like write an offer. Okay. How do I write an offer? Mm-hmm. How to write an offer in Wisconsin. Boom. WB11. How do I fill out a WB11? You can watch a YouTube video on it. A mm-hmm. YouTube video walks you through. Exactly how to fill out a WB11. Yeah. <clears throat> and so like just... If you're doing something, just start researching it. We have endless amounts of things. You can just start researching and learning. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's very, very important to do this because in business, you need to be a problem solver. Mm-hmm. And you always need to be learning. Like those two things, problem solving, learning, and executing. Yeah. Executing. Like those three things are business. That's like getting. And so then what I was going to say, the next thing is find somebody that's already done it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Networking group, like for us, Wisco Rhea, things like that. Just get in a networking group, okay? Honestly, you can go on Facebook and just search real estate and you'll probably find groups in your city. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. If if it's real estate, I guess. If it's a different business, I'm sure you could search that in Facebook and you'll find groups for it. Well, you you can find carpenters, carpenters Mm -hmm. in Eau Claire. Yeah. You can find, you know, construction guys in Eau Claire. That's completely random. I'm not going to bring it up. Go ahead. You want to bring it up? There was a, um, someone was asking a question on Reddit and it was for a company, for a business. Like, 
I don't know if it was Radio Shack, but something similar dude, to it. I've, dude, does Radio Shack still exist? I think there's some. Damn. I think. Um, but it was like a Reddit page for like this company's employees to bitch and complain about whatever. And someone asked this question about. I feel like I was looking up stuff for the Canon printer, so. I don't know. It had to be something technology related to the store. So someone was asking this question and like literally people on this uh, subreddit are like chewing this person out like obviously you didn't read what the group this group is for. Um, get off of this page like you're on the wrong page. Mm-hmm. It was really funny. That's great. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so yes, you can find a group for pretty much anything. Um. And part of finding group is finding a mentor, someone who's already done it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, most mentors are not going to want to be your mentor if they do not see you doing shit. Mm-hmm. If all you're doing is asking questions and never doing anything, they're going to be like, I've got no time to fucking waste on you. Mm-hmm. So... You have to show that you're resourceful and willing to work. Yeah. The reason why we bring this up is because at Recon, I had multiple people leave comments like, I wanted a more of a how-to to do this, how to hold wholesale, how to flip, how to do this. And it's just like, you are wasting that mentor's talent by having them explain to you step by baby step how to do something 100 percent. you know exactly reason why you can go to the local meeting and watch someone talk on how to wholesale mm-hmm. you could go on youtube if you go on youtube there's endless amount of content of investor after investor after investor after investor telling you how to wholesale and a lot of them you can get their wholesale paperwork for a low price mm-hmm. or for free um and so it's like don't waste someone's time on a fucking how-to mm-hmm. when you could go get that education on your own and then uh, when you're there listening, you can take a lot more of the bigger shit out of it than, mm-hmm. than just like right. you know, how-to. We had uh, one of the speakers. He came in and talked about uh, storage units and pretty much like broke it down, what everything like he had to do for it. So like the concrete, the steel, yeah. he had to put in a retaining pond. Yep. Um, but he didn't break it down to, I had to find a concrete contractor. I had to find a this contractor. Like he didn't break it down in that little of things. Like he still, he explained it in a way where like, you still have to figure out 50% of the shit on how to do it. He's just giving you the fucking roadmap. You still got to do all the driving. Yep. Exactly. I like that. That was good. (laughs) Dude, quote, that shit should be a fucking quote. That should be a quote. (laughs) I'll post that tomorrow. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, and just put my name down there, and then we'll find out someone else already said it. And then I'll I usually Google. Guarantee someone said that before. I usually Google. Why can't I say Google? Uh, it's tough. Oh, my gosh. It keeps getting stuck in my throat. Uh, usually, I Google things before I yeah. post them to see if, who said it first. That's cool. So, I will. Um, so, yeah, that's one of the things you got to do uh, is, like, so you have to show that you're resourceful and actually doing the work. Find someone that's already done it, get in networking groups, whatever, so you can get a mentor. And then, and it doesn't even have to be like, some people like are like, oh, that's my mentor. So I've got like half a dozen mentors. Mm-hmm. And I just like, 
none of them probably know they're my mentor. Mm-hmm. But if you have a question, you know you can call them and they'll answer it. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I only go to them when I'm like stumped. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to these people unless I'm like, hey, I could actually really use some help. Here's a good example um, of problem solving for you guys. One day, one of our tenants called us saying that their heat stopped working. And it was right when it started to get really cold. Um, I'm not calling Brooke out, but she, it's a good example of this. Brooke goes, I'll call the um, an HVAC person. Mm-hmm. Well, I go to Sean, tell him, and he's like, oh, it is an oil tank. So I go back to Brooke and I'm like, hey, it's an oil tank. Ask them to check if it's like what the gauge says. Mm-hmm. So she asks the tenants to go take a picture of the gauge. Guess what? It's empty. empty. So got to cancel the yep. call with the HVAC and had a call for a propane refill instead. Right. Propane? No. Oil? What? what? Natu- uh, it's fuel oil. Fuel oil. Um, so that like problem solving is like at, like asking the necessary questions. So not just immediately be like, okay, I'm just going to call an HVAC person because I don't know. Like, making sure you go through every bit of knowledge that you need before coming up with a conclusion for it, really. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to do it all the time at the group homes. All the time. Problem solving was a necessity. A lot of people don't know how to problem solve. Mm-hmm. Sean and I know how to problem solve in different ways, too. Sean's really good at, like, the quick, short answers for things. I'm better at the, like, okay, we can take time. To think about this, really ana- an- analyze everything. Yeah, I'm good at like uh, putting on a fire. Yeah. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my strong suit. I can with some things, but most things, like, I need a little bit of time to right. analyze and come up with the best solution. Yeah, yeah which is good. So, um, I mean, another thing you're going to have to do uh, is you're going to have to put out a lot of fires. Mm-hmm. But that's down the road. Um, so, the biggest thing starting out then, boom, boom. Don't um, ask for how-tos, obviously. Yeah, don't ask for how-tos. Figure it out yourself. Get a mentor. Do the work, mm-hmm. which we don't have to hit on that. It's just the fact of you have to do the motherfucking work. Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with other like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Cut all. You don't have to cut all, but cut a lot of the negativity, a lot of the wasted people in your lives. I'm going to tell you this right now. When I started out in business, mm-hmm. I was 21. All my friends were drinking. Sean was a little baby. People were hitting me up. I guess I turned 22 once the business like actually started rolling. So I was 22 when the business actually rolling. I had so many friends most weekends mm-hmm. hit me up. Yo, let's drink. Let's go out. Let's go out. No, I can't do it. I'm working. Can't do it. I'm working. Can't do it. I'm working. After, and it's really tough and hard to start out because for like six months, you got nothing but your friends hitting you up to let's go. After a year, I only hear from I only heard from those people like once a year after that. Mm-hmm. They all fizzled away because mm-hmm. they knew if they hit me up, they're getting a no because I got to do my shit. And it's very big to make those sacrifices. And I look back, many of those people that were hitting me up to go out and party, go out and drink. What do you think they're doing right now? Still partying and drinking and working their nine-to-five job and being miserable? Yeah. So you think I actually want to be hanging out with those people nowadays? No. No. Will I say hi? We're still friends? You know, absolutely. But I'm not I'm not polluting my mind with that shit. Mm-mm. It's bad. 
bad, bad, bad to pollute your mind with that kind of shit. Yeah. And so you very much have to limit your exposure to people that are not like where you want to be doing what you're doing at a higher, like at a higher temperature, Mm -hmm. operating at a higher temperature, right? Because you're the sum of the five people, some of the, some of the five people around you. Mm -hmm. And so if four out of five are deadbeats, five out of five are deadbeats, so are you, dog. But if everyone around you is like go-getters, dude, you're good. Mm -hmm. Like I don't really spend much time with people not getting after it. Yeah, no, we really don't. And like even the people I talk to and stuff, I don't really talk to people who aren't getting after it. Yeah. It's just not. And and as I grow, that'll grow too. That that group will grow. Either those people will evolve and grow with me or I'll move on. Mm-hmm. But you, you, it's very, very important with who you're spending your time with. It is a lonely road, guys. It is a very lonely road. 100%. Um, it, we, Andy says it all the time, like... You are going to have more haters than you will supporters. Yeah. And it, you just, you get used to it. It's what's going to happen. That's what happens. Do I'll say this. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I get, I'm on, I'm thinking of the next one. Okay. Like one of my best friends is Hazi. Mm-hmm. I see him like once a month. Mm-hmm. And we like, and you guys know that and you're like totally okay with that. We're getting it, dude. Mm-hmm. But yeah, one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. But it's just how it goes. You know, it's part of life. Mm-hmm. So, and and like we've got f- great friends who aren't like getting after it in business like we are. Yeah. But they're just great friends that we like their morals, like their personalities and shit like that. And we're still great friends with them. Mm-hmm. But I'm not surrounded by them 24-7. Visit them once a month. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. I mean, we've talked about this on a previous podcast. Like if there is something we can learn from them, like, like take 100%. it. percent. So, I mean, like. Most of the other people that we hang out with, yeah, they're they're happy with their nine to fives, or maybe they're miserable with their nine to fives. I don't know. Right. But like, they have good like high family morals, or mm-hmm. like they're always active, going doing things. Mm-hmm. Like it's stuff like that. Like we still can take away from those people. Oh, absolutely, and enjoy it with them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, boom. Okay, what do you got after that? Um, Andy just talked about this. Uh, patience. Mm-hmm. You gotta let the cake bake. Mm-hmm understand this is a very long lonely road right like we were saying do not try to speed it up and rush things cut corners things like that take your time don't look in the fact of like i'm gonna make all this money in a year Mm -hmm. like in one year i'm gonna make this money No, no no look at 10 years look at 20 years look at 50 years Look at like what you're doing for your next for your children even. Mm-hmm. No, stop, stop, stop. Okay, I think we're good. So, what that means is like, look at where you're currently at, and if shit's like a struggle this like this month this year, mm-hmm. just think, okay, I'm not getting the sales I want, or like the flows, the processes aren't as good as they want. Maybe my quality's not as high. Not a big deal. Look at the next 20 years. What can you be like? What will you be like? What can your business be like 
if you stick with this for 20 more years, mm -hmm. what will your quality be in 20 years? Okay, you're, you're in your first year of it. You're in your first year. My quality is not that good. Okay, but if you continue to do this for 20 years, what's your quality going to be like? Right. If you can, if you continue to do this shit for 20 years, what will you be able to charge for price? So much more. Mm -hmm. And so like accepting that it's a very long road and be very patient and let the cake bake. Mm-hmm. I think that's just so important because like he even talks about how people try to f like work 24 hours a day because they think if they if they work more it'll get done faster like it'll come sooner and it's just like no that's that's not a reality like you also have to take care of yourself too because if you're not taking care of yourself if you're fat and dirty like no one's gonna want to buy your product no right. one's gonna want to talk to you right so like you have to take your time and know that it's gonna be a long road and it takes a lot of time to build brand mm -hmm. and recognition. Like, I have seen big companies. I've came in after big companies that have a good name. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, our work's better. Mm -hmm. Our quality's higher. But it does not matter. Do you know why it doesn't matter? Because no one knows your name. No one fucking knows us. Mm -hmm. So, everyone knows them. Mm -hmm. And since they are known, they have a reputation that's good. Their quality can be a little bit worse than ours. Because they have that recognition, that brand, people feel like they get a lot more value out of going with that company. Mm -hmm. If someone comes and buys from us, they don't get the same value because value is in the eye of the, holder, of the beholder, mm -hmm. right? And so they're not going to get a lot out of our value as much as they are to someone with a big name because they can say, oh, we had X, Y, and Z do this remodel. Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, oh, wow. Like everyone knows they charge, you know, a premium, whatever, and they're great with it. Mm -hmm. If they're like, oh, yeah, we had these guys do it, they'll be like, oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. And it can look better, be better, all that shit, and it doesn't matter because yeah. it's all about the perceived value. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, you got to think, right? If someone came, let's say we had Andy Fursell on our podcast. Yeah. That isn't going to mean shit to people because they're just like, what podcast is that? Like, what what are you talking about? 100%. Of but if he's on the Joe Rogan podcast, right? people are going to be like, oh, my God. Like, exactly. Like, good for him. He was on such a, like, a huge 100%. thing. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I love that. Mm. So, yeah, you got to, and it takes time to grow a brand. Like, yeah, sure, TikToks and Reels and stuff can explode randomly, but how many of those followers are you going to keep or retain right you have to think about that which can you go on the um like the filter the what hormozy was talking about this morning your uh target market oh um okay one second hold on i gotta i gotta write shit down so i don't forget it one second um i'll go on a little bit of a thing finding the right market and like marketing correctly so you could send out 400,000 flyers and or have a list of 400,000 people to call and to put it in your your funnel of like potential clients but you have to think like you have to keep contact with the ones you have made contact with because if you're not retaining those those calls those customers you're not like checking up with them like they're just gonna forget about you like it's it's not gonna matter like having a good overall or a great overall experience means uh, so much to people so if we are realtors and i'm only talking about this because aj just did if we're realtors and we contact someone and they're just like oh 
I don't want to sell my house right now, but I'm looking for this type of house and want to sell mine in a year. Okay, well, then as realtors, we should know to make a note of that. And like, you don't have to all out be looking for houses for them, but maybe put them on like your list of like houses that just went on the market that fit their like what they want. Mm -hmm. And then like reach out to them like once a month or once a quarter to be like, hey, like, did you see the emails I sent you about houses in your target market? Uh, Like, what do you guys think? Do you want to go tour them? Like keeping that contact with them so their experience is a positive and like they and they know like you're going above and beyond for that one customer mm-hmm. instead of reaching 400,000 people individually only once right how many how how many better sales are you going to get right you're going to get more sales from the people you keep in contact with right absolutely mm-hmm. I like that and and uh and with that so uh kind of what what Sam's talking about is like finding your target market so i guess we could start by this whole thing we could have started by saying fill out a business model canvas fill out a business plan yeah fill a business plan that's going to get you going right away but part of the uh your business plan your target market is finding people or so like picking a target Mm -hmm. so picking a group of people pick a group of people who has pain but who has the qualifications to pay Mm -hmm. okay so um, we'll use George for example. We're rocking tight. They target people who are in their forever home mm-hmm. or who are like third time home buyers. They do that for a couple different reasons, but one of the main reasons is people that are in their forever home, they're willing to pay more for it mm-hmm. because they're going to be there forever. They have more money typically because they've went up the ladder. They built themselves up in their career. So they, they're they qualified. They typically have the need or sorry, they have the ability to pay more. Mm-hmm. Um, and lastly, they aren't doing cheap things. They're doing nicer things. Yeah. Okay. So tile floors instead of vinyl planking. You know, they're doing the hardwoods instead of same thing. They're yeah. putting in a nice kitchen with quartz countertops instead of laminate, right? Yeah. And so by doing that, by by qualifying your customer, so his 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 niche. So he picked a niche which is third time home buyer. Mm-hmm. That's his niche. Third time homeowner, sorry, third time homeowner. Yeah. Is his niche. Um because they have a pain which is getting renovations done. And they have the means mm-hmm. to pay the prices you want to charge. Yeah. And so by doing that kind of thing, it takes you out of getting low-balled and dealing with the customers that don't actually like can't afford it, don't want it, whatever. Because Kyle Nuss going and doing work for someone who bought their first house and we go in and tell them a deck's going to be 30 grand, mm-hmm. they're going to be like, no. I don't even have 30 grand. Yeah, they're going to be like, no. Yeah, what's in the, and they'll be like, well, I, I only plan to live here for five years. Is that going to give me 30 grand back in the sale? Oh, fuck no. Yeah. It's, just, it's not even worth it. Where if we go um, to Ryan and Eva, who are in their forever home, and we go, yeah, dude, the deck is 30 grand because that's what it is. And they'll be like, yeah, that makes sense. It's going to be a sick deck. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be here for we're a We're going to be time. here forever. We want a nice deck. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise you would just do a small deck and... Or you wouldn't even do a deck. You yeah. would just have grass mm-hmm. outside your door after a step. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all just putting that shit into perspective of like finding your niche so that 
you qualify them and they actually have a pain for your need. Yeah. Um, all right. You got anything to go off of that? Um, just do a vision, please. Please. Oh, yeah, do a vision. Please, please, please do a vision. And literally take what you want in life. I just had to explain this to someone the other day because they were like, well, I don't know like what I want for my business or what to do. And I was just like, because all they knew was that they didn't want to work at their career anymore. They wanted to work for themselves. And I was like, okay. I was like, take what your family needs. Okay. Your, your future wife wants to be a stay at home mom and you want to have kids. Okay. Sounds like our family. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Yeah. Um, and figure out what your expenses are. What are all of your expenses? Like, do you want to like also, I'm just going to use the example for the guy that I was talking to. Do you want to also like flip cars on the side and not even like flip cars, like work on cars as a hobby. So you got to account for that in there. Like how much your house, house bills are everything. Account for literally everything. Figure out what your monthly expenses and you're like, okay, my monthly expenses, this, and I want to give myself a little cushion. So now I I, I know I need to make $85,000 a year. Okay. I can break that down to then figure out how much or how many projects you need in a month to make your monthly allowance that you need. Love it. Mm -hmm. So yes, you need to do a vision. You have to do a vision because if you don't do that, you're just going to guess what numbers you should be charging. And that could be way off market, way not on market, but like just do the vision. All right. So here's the thing. So your first step you should take for sure is doing the vision. Mm -hmm. Second step is a business plan. Yes. Okay. And then fill in everything we've said from here on. Yeah. I'm going to fill in two last things before we pop out. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yep. Always tell the truth. Yes. Be honest. Be honest. Tell the truth. With telling the truth and being honest, fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. People so very honest. Like, dude, when Ryan and I got into the business, someone's like, where's your ISP? Oh, yeah. Ignorance is bliss, too, by the way. And we're just like, what's an ISP? Mm-hmm. And they're like, you're starting a group home and you don't know what an ISP is. Yep. No, yeah, yeah. We don't know what an ISP is. And they're just like, all right, we'll send you ours. And like, thank you so much. That'll be very helpful. And then they're like, like, what are you doing? Like, like they're, they're like, how are you qualified? And we're like, here's the deal. We don't know what an ISP is, but you send it to us and we'll forever have an ISP and we'll, we'll do what you tell us to do. Mm-hmm. Like, we are willing to do anything to make this work. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, okay, they sent us an ISP. We go into our first meeting. They're talking about stuff. They say shit we don't even know. And they're just like, you go with it? Absolutely. This whole time I'm scribbling notes, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we got this for sure. Yeah, we'll take this guy. They leave. I'm Googling. What does this mean? Mm-hmm. What does this mean? What does this mean? I'm like, okay, da, 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 da. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, we got this. We can do this for sure. Mm-hmm. Faking it till you make it. That's all it takes. Sometimes, like, dude, I'll go into a customer's house now. They'll be like, I need this, this, this done. I'm like, yeah, for sure. We can do that. And they're like, okay. And what do I do? I take notes, take a couple pictures, leave. And I'm like, who do I know that does this? Ba-da-da-da. Hey, dudes, um, I got this project. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. Here's the pictures. How much is it going to cost us to do? They tell us what it's going to cost to do. I said, great, it's your job. Well, like, if I get the job, it's yours. Mm-hmm. And I'll just put my 15% on it and then boom, it's to them. 
maybe I'll go and watch him do it. Maybe I'll have my guys work alongside of him to do it. Yeah. A lot of the time, it's Mike that I'm calling. Like, hey, Mike, I got this going on. And he started coming to quotes with me now. But, like, other times, it's like, yeah, I'm calling the Heath brothers or whatever. And it's like, yeah, if I get this job, the job's yours. I'm tacking on my 15%. Everybody wins. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm in with the customer, I don't go, geez, I don't fucking know how to do that. I'm just like, oh, yeah, no worries. All right, so you want this, whatever it may be. Mm. Um, and I'm like, okay, I'll call someone that I know how to dig a foundation. Mm. Get that figured out real quick. Yeah, and make sure to ask questions. Like, if you find a, like, not, mm, like Sean said, be smart with your questions. How about that? We'll go with that. Yeah. Because you you don't want to ask someone who owns five other businesses, hey, how did you uh, keep track of all your expenses? Yeah, don't do that, dog. Yeah, so be, one, smart with your questions. Make sure you do your research first, obviously. Um, but, like, because you don't want to go to your tax account and be like, here's all my receipts. Right. So, like, some things, like, you can ask them, like, how would you prefer me to do this? Or, dude. But and then take a whole bunch of yeah. notes of what they said, and you can go Google search, what does all of that mean? Or go, go call an accountant. Or an attorney and take notes from what they tell you. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you're going to spend a little money, but you can ask them as dumb questions as you want. Oh, yeah. Guys, find a good attorney. It helps. It helps so much. It helps a lot. Um, anything else? The quick recap. So vision. Vision. Business, business plan. plan. Yep. Um, part of your target market. Mm-hmm. Fake it until you make it. Mm-hmm. Tell them the truth. Uh, find a mentor. Find a mentor. Get in a group. Uh, be resourceful. There we go. I was going to say, learn how to problem solve. Yeah, be resourceful, problem solve, and um, get get around like-minded people. Yes. And also, last thing, real quick. Listen to people that are bigger. Listen to people that are bigger than you. And don't just be like, they're so far ahead of me. Like, I can't do whatever they're saying. It doesn't apply to me. Or they're in a different industry. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. You can learn anything from people bigger than you. Yep. Andy Frisella does first form. So he's in um, supplements. Yeah. You don't think Sean and I don't learn shit from him in real estate? Thousand things. Endless amount of things I learn. 100%. You don't think we we don't learn anything from Brandon Turner and David Green? Even though their real estate portfolios are so much bigger than ours? No. You can take all of those concepts and apply them to any small business. You just have to like... Think it through, have a positive mind about it, and just fucking do it. Love it. All right, gang. Just do it. Catch you later. See ya. Bye.